hello, everybody. What's up, what's up, what's up? Part um, two. This was technically not a part two. This is episode two. Anyways. Part two. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us on Mommy with the Entourage. My name is Sierra, and my co-host is... Lawan Drake, classic music, Christian rapper extraordinaire. Dre. Is <laughs> Don't just cheapen me like that. <laughs> Don't just cheapen me like that. Cheaping you, is that what you're calling it now? Yes. Anyway, so this is uh this is the second episode to the podcast. And um boy, from a week from a, what was it last week to now, just a lot of stuff has happened. So when this podcast comes out it'll probably be a little late, but um you know the first thing the the biggest thing is we want to offer our condolences to the Kobe Bryant family and all the families that was affected by that tragedy. Definitely RIP. Um <clears throat> I think, you know, one of the biggest things that it has taught not just us but, you know, something that you see all the time. Yes, every people, you know, everyday people die, but it just goes to show just how short life can be. Amen. Literally one day you're here, next minute you're gone home. So, you know, just uh, take care of one one another. Be grateful for what you have. Um, tell people you love them often. Forgive easily. Um, and, you know, cherish what you have. Cherish your, your friends, your family, um, because they can be gone in the blink of an eye. So yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> with that said, let's uh let's go on to our next part. So I like to start the podcast out with the Bible verse and for what we're gonna be talking about today, I think this would be the perfect Bible verse that you know goes into it. So our, our podcast is gonna be about relationships. Um more specifically, um a man and a wife relationship. Um husband and wife, um you know, or significant other. Um, but the relationship, that's the intimate relationship between uh, two people and, and as, a you know, adults. <laughs> so the, the Bible verse is Ephesians 4, 2, 3. Um, is be humble, patient, and gentle with, with each other. Show tolerance and love. So I just take from that basically kind of, you know, what I just expressed with the Kobe Bryant thing is that, you know, when it comes to your loved ones, you have to, you know, you got to be there for them. You have to show, we know this more than anything. Yep. You got to be humble. You got to be patient. Be gentle with each other. Show tolerance and love. And I think those are some really good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pillars to hold up or foundation to hold up. Yeah, well, the Bible lets you know um, what love is. <laughs> Is it First Corinthians thirteen four through seven? Actually, tells you what love is. I know everyone like what is a, the I Bible can read tells it. you. Would you like me to read it? Go ahead and read that okay. verse. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. Nor it, nor is it puffed up with its own importance. Love is never rude. Nor does it behave disorderly. It is not interested in itself does not become angry or keeps a record of wrongs love does doesn't enjoy evil but it all it is always happy with the truth love bears all things believes all things hopes for all things and endures all things love 
will never fail. Now, I also, it is, what is it, four through seven, but I also in my Bible highlighted um, eight because it tells you right there, love will never fail. So I always kind of like adding that little piece to it. Well, first, <clears throat> first Corinthians 13, <laughs> four through eight, that's what love is. If you didn't know, now you know. So sorry for like, I didn't have my glasses on, but basically really look into that. And she blind as a bat. I am not blind as a bat. Okay. <laughs> Reading that but, Bible for it said otherwise. <laughs> anyways. So, um, basically, you know, like I said, what we're going to be talking about is relationships. And here's a question that came across my mind or in conversations with our friends a few nights ago. But here's a big question. If you're not married, and this is a good pre-marriage question, like I can see this going on some marriage, you know, we take marriage counseling, but would you marry you? In the state that you're in right now, would you marry you? And that's a question that you have to ask yourself very, very, very honestly. Not just, oh yeah, of course I'd marry you, but could you marry a person that is just like you? Not in the sense of interest or I'm talking about personality wise. Are you willing to sacrifice for that person? Are you willing to love that person? You know, going through a lot of the stuff that comes with being married. Are you willing to change in a positive way that's going to make both of you guys grow? So really ask yourself, um, would you marry you? Because that's a big question. Some people can answer it quickly and honestly, but I don't think that's a question that you can answer very quickly or, you know, very quickly. That's something you have to sit there and ponder on. What about you? You think you can marry yourself? Before or after? Before. (laughs) Probably not. It could be a reason why I didn't want to get married for so many years, you know. But so that's part of the question um, or part of the conversation. So let's start out with. Uh, we gave you a pre-introduction about us uh, last week. So let's kind of dig a little bit more deeply in our relationship um, and some of the things that we've dealt with, some of the things we've had to change amongst us, some of the things that we've um, expressed to one another on what we would like to see change. And I was watching um, a podcast. I was listening to a podcast. I love this podcast. Like, like, like they said, you know, they never want to portray that their marriage is perfect. Our marriage, our relationship was never perfect. Is it going to be perfect? Never. Nah. <laughs> nah. But I think we have an understanding and the fact that what we did at the beginning is we were friends for a really long time before we took that next step into getting into a relationship. And even then, it was a little rocky, you know. Because somebody over there was mean. But I was the only person that made it rocky. I ain't going to say okay, that, then. but you still okay. started out mean. So anyway, so um, let's just dive right into this. And um, you want to go first? I guess we can. Uh, let's see. Where, where to start? Uh, I can honestly say, as far as our relationship goes... Yeah, we had like a rocky, you know what, it wasn't, I wouldn't say a rocky beginning, because 
a lot of the drama came from like after year two. Like we entered in year two. That first year was was kind of rocky too, but it wasn't as rocky as the rest of them. I would say years three through seven was probably our rockier was our rockier years as far as like because we were both trying to find each other understand what we wanted from each other individually yeah each other individually you know you know some people they end up you know doing that and growing apart but me and sierra we stayed together and we still grew individually into not only the people that we wanted to be but the people that the other person also wanted it took a lot of listening and sacrifice and learning and putting into like getting rid of old ways and putting in the actual effort on making it work you know what i'm saying because before then i had my ways about me that sierra didn't like i had a lot of them and then she had a lot of ways about her that i didn't like a lot of ways because you did man you was rough bro you was no walk in the park either she tried to strike me y'all Mm-hmm. Plenty of, well, playing around, but no, only one time for real. Yeah, little did I know when I saw that sweet, innocent face on my on my space that I was really talking to someone who was about that life. Didn't know that at the time. <clears throat> I definitely know it now. But, yeah, we we went through our stuff, you know. I, I haven't always been the innocent one in a relationship. Made a little... Slip up, uh, say the first day. You know, she didn't find out till two day, two months, no, two, two years, years later. Two years later, but you know, but like I said, it was me being young and dumb and everything else. And but in all honesty, when that happened, like I, that is one of my biggest regrets. But it's also something that I learned from because I learned that. From that situation, I learned that, you know, when you're doing something at the time or you do it at the moment, you don't realize the you don't realize the issues and problems that can cause years down the line, Mm -hmm. which is why, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times even when I hear people go to jail for like I'm not talking about like murder or nothing, but they do something stupid. And it's just like it's they're there for like 15, 20 years. Like, bro, was that really worth? to 15 20 years and even if you hurt somebody like not even not like even not going to jail but just you hurt someone and you have to deal with the years down the road just that what you may have said in that brief second of anger or in that brief 30 seconds that you were frustrated and you just let it all out is it really worth the pain that it's going to cause five ten years later to think about that i am 33 now when that happened, I was 21. No, let's see. No, I was, you were 20. I was, I was 20. Because we've been together so you since think I was about, 21 and you were 20. So, the, and the thing that scares me <laughs> is, you know, I did that, you know, what if she would have left me then, then the last 13 years would have never happened. Hence and why I found out two years y- later. Yes, I ain't going to front now. Now nah, that was shady of me, I'll be honest. But, like, all of this, none of this could have happened. None of this probably would have happened. Knowing her, she probably would have just deuced out, been like, "Yo, f it," but <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So and there's a reason why he feels like that. Now explain why. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was you know, I mean, and not not 
to any excuse. I was just in, you know, I was in a bad spot with women. I just got out of a rough relationship. My my feelings on women women at the time were kind of negative, but at the end of the day, that's, that's not the person I am. It's nothing I couldn't do like that, you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's just like I don't do it, you know what I'm saying? Like even then, even though, I, you know, that one slip-up is just something like, like I said, over 13, like I said, yeah, 13 years ago. And yeah. it's just, you know what I'm saying? And, like, for the past 13 and then, like, that's been it, you know. Like, this is the only woman that I've ever been with. But it's just something that you have to deal with going into a, a relationship. But, like I said, we grew from it. We grew, we talked, and we really understood what we wanted and everything else dealing with this relationship. And like I said, I think we had a lot of great moments because if we didn't, we wouldn't be together. You know what I'm saying? Probably I think, more than bad. Uh, of course we have more than bad. I th- I just think I think the human psyche is just like, okay, it's just like when you Ooh, read a bunch. Somebody was using that calendar dictionary. <laughs> yeah, that word calendar. <laughs> you know. But it's just like when you see a bunch of good things about someone and then you see that one bad thing, and then all of a sudden it becomes about that one bad thing. You know, I just feel like we get like as humans, we get you up. get caught up in like, okay, we had a we had this rough moment here. And it's like you try to negate all the good, but it's like you can't negate like like someone just said dealing with Kobe. Neg- you can't take a bad day or or, or a worse moment and build someone's entire character. Off okay. of that worst moment too, or that bad I, moment. I think too the problem is is now coming from a point of view, a different point of view on that is, you can't take somebody's mistake and try to justify your mistakes by what somebody else did. That too. Because, like, you know, I think it's one of those things that where a lot of relationships get in trouble is the tit for tat type of thing. Oh, you did X, Y, and Z to me, so I'm gonna do A, B, C to you, and. That was something that kind of happened in our relationship, that we, we, we had the tit for tat type of thing. Um, not with that situation. Not no no. It's just it's just the point of just you know. And I was probably one the one that was always gonna one up somebody. I've always been. <laughs> Look, uh, I was I was brought up on, you know, they go low, you go high. Mm-mm. Sierra was brought up on if they go low, you take it to the flow. And so that's, I've learned a long time ago to stop trying to, I mean, we still joking all that other stuff, but I don't, I don't try to just get back at my wife unless it's like a prank or something or something like that. Now that, hey, it is what it is, <laughs> you know, that's all in. But as far as the relationship go, I understand it, it goes into understanding the person that you married or the person that you're with, even if you're not married, you have to understand that person and where they come from on a lot of stuff, like which we'll probably dive deeper in in this conversation that, you know, sometimes you really have to look at how that person was affected versus how you felt, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know. So not just, oh, I feel like you shouldn't have been affected by it, but they were affected by it. So you you have to take... All feelings are valid feelings. All feelings are valid feelings. Um, I think where it gets a little fuzzy is while your feelings are valid... Um, <laughs> it could be an oxymoron of what I'm about to say, but are they right? Are they correct? You you know, you 
I, I think it's just the whole thing of justification when it comes to actions. Like, okay, you feel that you, you did whatever it is. You, you know, said something, did something, whether it's verbal or action, and you try to say, I did that because you did that. I think that's where it gets you. It can get you in trouble. The relationship can really go south from that point. So, you know, when it come when it came to our relationship, by nature, I was the mean one. I am not mean by nature. I'm really not. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's address this. I'm not mean by nature. Let's be honest. Do I have mean moments? Yes. Am I mean spirited? Absolutely not. Okay, I will give you that. You're not mean spirited, but you're the sweetest, meanest person that I think I know. Because I just don't take crap. That's what every mean person says. <laughs> That's not okay. I, okay, so every nice person is supposed to be stepped on. The way traditionally it goes. Really? <laughs> nah, exactly. I know. No, they're not supposed to be. So my thing is, I'm about. I'm the business that I'm about is. I'm going to forgive you, and especially now, whatever situation happens, I'm going to forgive you. Like, literally, I can forgive you immediately, but I'm going to say what I have to say. Now, whether you forgive me after I say what I say, you know, I can't. can't. Yeah, Sierra's <laughs> nice, but, you know, she still has that, you know. She I has she has child. a line. Look, she has a line in the sand, you know what I'm saying? And if it's you a very cross thin it, line. If you cross it, she will forgive and everything you know else. What? But she won't mess with you like you know, that. No, after it's not the a fact. it's not a very thin line. I think it takes a lot of people. It takes a lot to get me to that point. It used to take a lot. I, it doesn't take that much anymore. Well, that's because I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah. We we've learned that, you know, getting older, you know, you, you just do. You get you, <laughs> you just, just don't deal with things like you used to. You be like, uh, no, I'm not. I you know what's mm -mm. weird? You know what? Nope. You can like you can say this. While you don't deal with things like you used to, you're not as quickly tempered like you used to, like you like you was. So you're not as quickly tempered. You think about your the actions and how you're gonna go about it, but then at the same time, you're not putting up with nobody's crap. I ain't gotta yeah, do with this. Think, yeah, I just think it got you know we already wake up, and I don't know if you like us. Sometimes your body hurts. Sometimes you're still tired. You you have only but so much energy throughout the day, and I just don't want to give it to nothing negative. That yeah. I mean, that's it. I'd rather give it some positivity and stuff like that. I the energy. I have I want to give it to the people that I love and I also want to put it on positive things I don't want to waste my energy on arguing online or thing. like I've caught myself now especially now like I'll be writing something I'll just delete it and go on. just I don't even I don't even put nothing which by the way I have had to tell him to start doing yes, yes. but yeah <laughs> but now I do it without you and even without your knowledge I just be like it ain't even worth it I do that Ain't worth to it. get back on topic, um, relationship. So, um, I was the mean spirited one, but it kind of goes back into this. And I am, as I get, oh, older, I thought you said you wasn't mean spirited. You just said, I you mean, were. not the mean spirited one. I was truth the bomb, y'all. Really, the truth came out. Really, that's how you feel. What's in the dark shall come to the light. Honesty time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't feel that exactly. Way. Mean, oh, go ahead. so, um, but I was the mean one. Um, and this goes into as an as an uh, 
a mid adult because we're adults, but we're mid. I don't think we reached that uh adult adult until we're like in our forties and fifties. But we're adult. We have to pay taxes now. Okay, we have to pay taxes now. But I was the mean one, and it goes back to how you grew up, and how I grew up um was that my mother was the more dominant one, and I lived in the house like that. She was a single parent for um, up until I think I was like five or six. And she met my stepdad. My step, She was the more dominant one. By nature, my mom is. So I, I witnessed a lot of things and you grow to react to situations that you've seen. You you grow to that behavior. So it's the whole thing versus, what is it? Nature versus nurture. Nurture, yeah. Okay. So you, you know, by habit, you know, we are creatures of habit. And when you see certain things go on and you see yelling and you see the cursing and you see the anger and, and you see how those, how those come out when a situation arises, you then, you think that's the norm. So I, I carry all that and I carried all that into my relationship. And that's probably why I didn't want to get married for a lot of years because I did not want a marriage like, um, my parents had. Yeah, and I think the reason why we did click so well because I'm a lot more easygoing. Yes, like I'm now, a like now, I can honestly say I say what's on my mind. Well, I said what what was on my mind before, but I did it in a more reckless way. I've learned that you can say what's on your mind and not be mean we're about almost it. Having a shift just a little bit. Yeah, it it is a little shift, but for the most part, when we when she came into the relationship. I was a lot, you know, I was laid timid. back. I was cool. Timid. I wouldn't say timid. No. I didn't like dealing with stuff, but I wouldn't say timid. Because if it got to a point, I would speak up and say something. So that's why I wouldn't say timid. But, um, yeah, it was just, I was the opposite. And I felt like I was more than likely what she needed at that point. To a certain degree. I, to a certain degree, yes. Because I think it was vice versa, too. Mm. Uh, you needed me to a certain degree on certain things, okay? So yeah, we get what together. Doesn't kill you, make you stronger. Um, I hope you edit that out. I oh, know that's staying in, baby. I so, got the voice of an angel. Um, March eighteenth, two thousand and seven. Now, mind you, we had been for I don't even remember when we. we... It was honestly, it was. When I checked the MySpace message last time, oh, it was never, November. It was no, November. October. No, I checked the date. It was November. When you sent me the message back, it was November. I remember because I went back. And no, went. when I sent it back to you, but when did you reach out to me? I think I reached out to you in October, but I, the message got back to me in November. Because okay. I remember seeing it in November so we, we have when I went back and checked. how we met. All right. So how we met was we were, we were in an internet relationship. Yeah. Internet relationship. Yay. So it was MySpace, if that tells you anything. And he was checking on a, a homegirl of mine's page. And um, that's how he linked up where he found my picture. Was it when you had like your top eights or something like yeah, that? Yeah, top eight. And she was in, you were either in the top eight or the comments. It was one of them. But I was like, oh my goodness, she is cute. Like, she's so adorable. And then, so, I just sent her something. 
We became friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Because I was in a relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. And I told him that I was in a relationship, but I did not mind having friends. Yep. And she and it was and the just so nice. Begins. Yep. And she yeah. is so nice and everything else. I was like, this is cool. And so we exchanged numbers. And like I said, I'm thinking this girl just sweet. She's going to answer the phone like, hey, how you doing? Or something like that. And I called you like, what up? I was like. And she said in a deep voice and everything, she was like, what up, fool? And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Who am I talking to right now? So, but anyway, I did realize that she was mad cool. And the thing that got me is she called me a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, wow, she's really interesting. She was like the first person that said she's going to call me back and call me back. Well, because all I the time. told you. I sat there and told you I didn't mind having friends. I didn't mind, you know. Yeah, but you know, when this past experiences, you'd be, like, sure, you be like, man. I'm pretty sure that was divine intervention looking back. You know, I didn't mind being friends with you. I didn't mind, um, you know, talking to you. And we got really close. So we started dating March 18th. And um, after she broke up yes, with Yes, I broke buddy. up. I did broke up. One, let me tell you now, I'm not known to be a cheater. But I've never cheated. Maybe not physically. You knew you wanted me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but um. No, you. But anyways, me. but no, I'm not known to be a cheater. So I broke up with the other guy, and um, cause it just it was going south. It was going sour. Um, but you know, it just wasn't meant to happen. Literally midnight. I broke up March seventeenth, March eighteenth. Um, March 18th, literally, he asked me out because he said that he wasn't going to ask me. He wasn't going to ask me out, uh, the same day that I broke up with somebody. So I was like, okay, cool. It is what it is, you know. So we started dating. The first 30 days was a disaster, like a beautiful disaster. I'll say. Yes, the first 30 days were rough. You know what I'm saying? That was, you know, I did, I admit that first day, which could probably be karma, but anyway, she was just mean. Like, she. Are you talking about pre karma? Probably. But she was just. I can deal with it mean. I wasn't just mean. Yes, you were. Like, we we were okay. a lot... No, no wait, I'm wait, not gonna lie. I'm not wait, gonna wait, lie. Let me ask this question. We were wait, a lot wait. cooler. Wait, wait, let me ask you this question. Go ahead. If I was that mean, as you say, why did it take you 30 days? Because I thought maybe just give it some time, but that, you was bugging, bro. But anyway, like I said, she was mean, and it threw me off because you wanted to date me, but... You were a lot cooler as the friend than the girlfriend. Like, you just became, like, mad rigid. And it was just like, okay, I'm not necessarily used to this and everything else. You know, she be, like, we would sit next to each other, and my hand would be on her slight. Like, I'm talking about just the side of my hand. The dramatics, the theatrals. Yeah, you were. (laughs) Wait, the theatrics. There you go. That's the word. And she'd be like, "Uh, you're touching me. What? You're touching me. So, I had to scoot over. And it was a bunch of other stuff, so I ended up breaking up with her like 30 days later. I was just like, okay, I'm done here. 
This is no. And then he started kind of talking to somebody else. I guess that didn't work out. And then he went to an event that was in South Carolina. Man, Black Bike Week. Let's just say what it is. <laughs> he went to the an bike event week. <laughs> in South Carolina, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And um, it's just one of those things that I was like, you know, you know, maybe, maybe let's give this another shot. She told me later. Yeah. She was a little. Was, what's that? What's that J word? Jealous. Just a little bit, tiny bit. Jealous? You no. said, that's what you said. No, I wouldn't necessarily say jealous. Then what would you say is I didn't desperate? the thought of you really? <laughs> you were desperate? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just joking. Mm, I mean it is what it is. But just, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're willing to accept. Nah. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, the past 13 years of a desperation ain't too bad. Ain't you shabby. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, I just remember her calling me and leaving me a message. I won't get into the whole message thing, but she left me a message asking me to ask her back out. And it was, like, weird because, like I said, the the past, uh, whole time we was dating, it's almost like she wanted me around, but then act like she didn't want me around, like, all at the same time. But then, when you know, she was a lot nicer the second time around. So, you know, we just, and we've been together that whole time. Literally, been, we've been together for, um... Babe, talking to the mic. Literally, we've been together for, <laughs> literally, was it May? Yeah, it was in May. Memorial. Yeah. yeah, end of May. But we count all of that stuff because we kind of just took a break more than anything. It was like a little break. Yep. Um, and she was letting me know how much she wasn't worried about me. I left my Boondocks DVD over there. I hope you weren't trying to handle no conversation. I wasn't. I just came to get my Boondocks. I just came to get my Boondocks. How were you for that? How petty were you? I was just I just called to get the, my DVD back because I left it over there. Yeah, I wasn't. Do you the one that said it? Like, oh, I hope you weren't trying to have no conversation. No, I wasn't. I, <laughs> I, just I wasn't, you know, so. You know you wanted to talk to talk no, to me. No, I didn't. You didn't want to talk to me. No, because you were still mean at that time. You just started calling and coming back around. Oh, and then so there was this other thing that the rumor that was started about the food boy. Oh, it wasn't no rumor. <laughs> her and her, you know, you know you're how talking girls. Trash. It's just when you're talking trash. Yeah, you know how the home girls they always talk trash with each other. Well, I introduced one of my home boys Whoa. to her to her home girl, uh, and they were just on a three way talking trash about me. And he came back and told me <laughs> told everything. And I was just like, and what Whoa. makes it so bad is Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sidebar to that, the dude was trifling anyways. I mean, he is. I don't talk to him no more. Yeah, so like, but he went back and told him. I was like, okay, that's what we're doing now. So anyways, yeah. so let's fast forward. Yeah, so let's it. Let's jump to. The living situation. Three. The. Okay, so um, my situation, our situation is very unique and very different among uh the average yes. <laughs> situation we actually moved in together or I'm rather I moved in with him 
um, because of a situation that happened at my mom's house. And um, I ended up, you know, I ended up moving in with him um, at the time. You know, um, he was still like living with his parents, but it was because um, his dad was um, ill. Yeah, you know. he was ill, and, and I was helping, yes. taking care of him, and go to college. And the reason why I bring that up, because like I said, our relationship is very weird, and there was a not weird, not weird, uniquely, yeah, unique. Different. We didn't really follow <laughs> any type of tradition. It was honestly one of those things. Because the reason I bring that up, because I know I've had people ask me, "Well, how did you and Sierra know that you know it was, it was time to move <laughs> in with each other?" I was like. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. It was situations. <laughs> it was literally, you know, that situation happened, and we had a place lined up for. And my dad, which if you know my father, which is odd that he would say this, he's like, "No, that's your girlfriend. She need to come here." Not and so- now, now, and, dad didn't and, allow no. anybody no, 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 no. else. Before you said it, and. My two kids. Yes, and her two kids. Now, before this time, dad ain't want nobody staying at the house. If you were not family, it was done deal. That was, mm-mm. But for some reason, I don't, and to this day, we don't know what it is that he saw in Sierra. But he saw something or something God had to be stirring in him because that was so unlike, you know, my father. So... You know, like you know, like I said, it wasn't one of those things. We moved in we were, when we were ready. It was, oh, this is happening, you know, and we just, you know, we have the relationship we have because I just felt like we were just mushed together, and it was like we just built with we've each had other, to learn. and we've had to learn so and build as we went. Probably almost after a year of meeting, and seven months into our relationship. We moved in. To, well, I moved in with you. I don't want to say mm-hmm. we moved together, but I moved in with you. And everything was copacetic at first. And I want to say about almost three years later, <clears throat> I get pregnant with Nick. <clears throat> and, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, I wasn't, uh, you know accusations were made or it was presumptions against me is that the right word to use yes that i think there was a lot of um a lot of fair allegations and things of that nature that were completely untrue they came out later and then to a lot of judgment on situations nobody got nobody took the time to get to know me to find out if it was true or not you know what i'm saying or me personally. So, I say that. So, we're, you know, we go through that and I get pregnant with Nicholas. And that was crazy in itself. But it was after I had Nicholas um is when the boo-boo hit the fan. <laughs> yeah, that that was that we had a, you know, a a shift in housing situation and then it became a thing of just like I said, finding ourselves, and that's that's I keep going back to that because, like I said, that was the biggest thing, you know. Like I said, we were together 2021, and you grow in those 20s, you know what I'm saying? Things that you used to like, you end up not liking anymore, things you used to do, you don't do anymore. 
you come up with a bunch of different realizations and everything else you realize even though you are 20 you're still very immature and you don't know everything like you think you may know everything and you know we were frustrated with you know our position in life we were frustrated with a lot of stuff going on she got on my nerves i got on her nerves and we're still trying to raise a family it was just a lot of stuff going on at the time then bam how i grew up and things that happened that just kind of the the pot just it it was like simmering for a while and then it started to bubble and then it boiled over so i say all that to say this i was in counseling for six years (laughs) for six years and i highly suggested again i said that in the first podcast i highly suggest counseling because like i said in the first one what a counselor can pull out of you and nail stuff that your friends couldn't your family couldn't um you can be completely honest be honest and you know, really work on yourself. And that was the time period for six years. It was really, 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 really working on ourselves. Like, um, a lot of comparison between the two of us was done. And I compared him to certain people. He compared me. You know, never compare yourself excuse me, never compare your spouse, your significant other to somebody else because just that, if that's the case, then why are you not with them? But I just wanted to cut in, or as my wife likes to say, sidebar. I think... Is that my new tagline? Yes. What's what's the other one? At the end of the day. At the end of the day. But... At the end of the day. (laughs) And sidebar. Um, Also, because I don't think I compared her as much to another person as as much to an idea of what I thought it was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And I just wanted to um, jump in and say also, yeah, not only just don't compare them to a person, but also be careful of the of the pre-made idea that you have of what that person is supposed to be because that can also cause issues like, oh, I thought you were supposed to do this and that, and you're not, and that can really affect your vision on the things that they may actually be doing and what's actually going on. And so you kind of have a false sense of reality because you're thinking something that's not actually accurate. So that's all I wanted to say. Don't compare it to an idea either. Yeah. So, um, and I think in the midst of, we had a lot of growing up to do. A lot. Like a lot of growing up. And, you know, and then there was a lot of factors in this situation the kids in school, having Nick, his dad being sick, and it wasn't getting any better. You know, I guess your dad, I, I believe the Lord had to speak to him because I ended up, you, you were in school full-time. Um, your mom worked full-time. And that I think that's when I really started getting close to your dad. I think we had a lot of stuff. And then finding out Nicholas was autistic, us trying to navigate through that, um, trying to get him where he, get him where he needed to be. You know, so it was just so many things going on at that time. And I think we were just, you were angry for your own reasons. I was angry and trying to heal from my stuff. Um, a, your, a lot of your stuff didn't probably come out until a little later. But um, we were just mean to each other. Yeah. And like I said, mind you, we're not saying this was an all the time thing. No. Because... We still had our fun. We still had our good times our and everything. We still had our vacations and everything, but we still had those moments. 
of just pure where we just mean, you know, to each other. We we got to a point in our relationship where we were just like, you know what? We didn't even say this. This is a huge thing between us. Me and Dre talk about everything. That's one of the things we can kind of say from, let's see. But we've always been able to talk about it talk about anything to each other i think it was how we were saying it before yes. and talking before thinking or talking before listening but communication has always and i think that was because we built that foundation of friendship before we got into a relationship yeah i, I should have known then how much she liked to be on the phone huh. <laughs> anyways but so we, we talk about everything we literally is there anything we don't talk about Mm. Oh, I know what we don't talk about. What? We don't talk about Bean Club. Shh. Well, you know the one rule of Bean Club? Never talk about, about Bean, Bean Club. Club. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Puss in... Was that Puss in Boots? Yeah, that was Puss in Boots. Yes. So anyways, but we talk about everything. Every single thing. Um, Sometimes to our detriment. <laughs> but... It always keeps lines of communications open. We always kept lines of communications open, and we've always been able to be honest with one another. Sometimes at our own detriment. Yeah, yes, but but once you're honest and you can speak these things and not have these feelings build up, you know, and actually you express them to your spouse and. You know, once it gets to that point and you're actually able to express it and it not be yelling, anger, or anything else, like even if your spouse needs time processing what you just mm, said, you know, it, you know, give them that time of processing it and then let them come back. You know, sometimes it's smart not to say something right then. Sometimes it's better just to... To walk away. To walk away. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you give your spouse some, like, look, right now, I just, I need time. I need time to think. So, you know, we did that. So we grew up a lot. And then, uh, bam, 2015, mm-hmm. we get, uh, we rededicate our lives to Christ. Boom, boom. And, uh, we'll see, you know, 2012, we had Lou. A, a, a trying time for us is when we found out Lewis was autistic because remember I took him in for something completely unrelated and he's the one who had the classic signs of autism and you had a hard time um, processing that you know which I did, at the time I didn't understand um, but that was a little trying on our marriage because I didn't understand I thought it was as if you were like, oh my goodness. No, we like weren't married at the time, weren't we? Oh no, I'm sorry. Our relationship. I'm sorry. Yeah. Our relationship. Um we were we were close. You can think about it. I think it was two thousand fourteen. Yeah. But I, my issue was because he was so young and I think that's where it messed me up. I'm like, how can they say he's young? Like what's you know, what's being a child and what's being autistic? You know what I'm saying? But so that in was retrospect, just, they know. I mean, it was right, <laughs> but still, you know, that but was my thing. thing. But, but I say that to say that it was trying on our relationship because I thought, you know, we couldn't, we got into a huge argument. Like, I, re, I remember the day he was diagnosed with autism. I remember we got into this huge argument because I felt like 
you weren't going to accept him and love him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like that. You weren't, you weren't going to accept the fact that this is happening to your child, the second one at that, and it was going to, like, it was just going to, but that was just false thinking. I think those are the fears. You have the, the, the fears. So, anyways, we worked that out. I think our biggest thing is just communication. We've always been, you know, we have always communicated with each other. So, our relationship has not ever been perfect, will not ever be perfect, but... I think my takeaway from all of this from when we started to where we're at now is one, we never gave up on each other. Two, Amen. we um, were committed to growth, whether at the time we knew it or not, we were committed to growth. Um, and then we got to a point where we, while both of us um, believed in God, um, it wasn't until 2015 that we really allowed God into our relationship. And it's just like we seen things. And that was the game changer. Honestly, that oh, was yeah. the game changer. That's when we, yeah, I gave her an ultimatum. I really did. I told her I'm not dating someone forever. I'm not being engaged forever. At some point in time, we're going to have to get married, you know. Little did I know, miss, you better not ever give me an ultimatum because I'm going to choose the other one just to spite you. But guess what she chose? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Biggest misdemeanor. <laughs> but uh, we, like, like I said, church was huge in getting us on the right path because I was able to speak to other people. And then also, not only that, understand what my roles are supposed to be as a man and as a Christian man and her roles as a Christian woman and my wife as well and are like we learn like when we start giving stuff to God it just changes and when you give yourself to God and you keep learning it changes you know you but it changes you for the better I know Christians get a bad rep and everything else, but if you get into some real good talk, and we got a lot of great advice from uh, our pastors. Spiritual advice. Oh, man. Yes. Remember when we were going through marriage counseling? Oh. Yeah, man. That was rough. Honestly, I think one session, he just like, nah, we got to wrap this up. Like <laughs> he, was, he was there for so long. He was like, okay, I think we got to wrap this up. But, um, but yes, that was... Uh, definitely the beneficial part. So I would recommend also marriage counseling because that was well. A lot of churches, great. a lot of churches, um, you can't, uh, you can't get married until, um, you have. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's a good thing because you know it lets you really see things and learn things and everything else. But yes, God, we. When we rededicated our life, definitely was a change. I mean, it still was a learning curve, but it it still changed for the better. So yeah, so, um, so that's pretty much kind of. Well, let me say this, and then we have a third child who's autistic. Yes. So. Three kids with autism, y'all party. Um, never a dull moment. So sidebar. I always get asked what is it like to live in a house full of boys oh bless your heart no it is not that bad but I want to say this 
I wish people would stop comparing their daughters to my sons and saying that girls have worse attitudes. No. Boys can have just as bad of attitudes as girls. Yeah, we... Boys can be just as catty, especially those oldest two, the oldest two, and then the two middle ones. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we'll probably touch on it more next episode, but yeah, but, we, our kids are definitely raw and we are to blame for that. Um, and I not, say that because. They're not raw in a, in a, and not bad in a bad way. way, no, not in a bad way. But they're just th- our kids. Yeah, like their sense of humor and when they joke on each other and stuff like that. You know, it's crazy because I'm gonna tell you a scary moment as a parent is when you hear your kids joking with their friends or their family and you, you like, realize, Oh, snap, that's me. <laughs> they're just like me. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you, like she said, she had two kids before we met. I don't understand how the older two became like me Nature I, I swear because adrian you know it's like i know he's not my child but he is definitely my child <laughs> like he's not and he's my child all at the same time i mean i'm talking about we act alike love the same things and everything else but like i said i don't want to get too deep in the kids conversation we can that'll probably be uh the next episode and then to add a little caboose to that, we actually have six kids. Yes. So our 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 my my sixth child and his biological fourth child, um, she was diagnosed with um trisomy eighteen, and when I was five months pregnant, um, she was a stillborn. So, yeah. So, the the test of times, we have kind of been through it. Yeah, and, you know, and I think that's another reason why our relationship is the way it is because I don't think Sierra can argue that when she was at, you know, the absolute lowest. I never gave up on her. I never did anything crazy. I was always there by her side whenever she needed me, and I really think that meant a lot. And learning her love language definitely was also a... Um, turning point you know I realized that oh yeah I can I can buy you something and that's nice but if you come home to a clean kitchen and bathroom that's like you know (laughs) that's that's going to be the the higher end of that spectrum like okay yeah this gift is nice oh but snap I walked into a clean bathroom that smelled like pine salt and fabuloso you know pine salt Man, Pine Hall got it. some good ones. I'll take it. But that, that, then, like, walking in that purple smelling, fabuloso? Smelling trees. Well, that came out all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who it is. Anyway, pine trees. Pine trees. Pine, pine trees. trees. But, um, but mine was, you know what? I was listening to that podcast that we like listening to together. Mm-hmm. And I think I really want to do this, but I want to take the test again. Because she made a good point. She goes, are your love languages the same as you get older? So when you where you first were to where you're at now, are they the same? So mine's, I think mine's was active service, acts of service, and quality time. Yeah. Yours I, was words of affirmation, and I can't remember what the other one I was. I think the other one touch, was maybe? physical touch. touch. yeah. But you know what? It, they need to add another love language called personal time. 
because sometimes I love just my me time. That the if you that, sometimes that acts of service or receiving gifts. Yeah, that might be acts of service because you you know it's <laughs> like look, I got the kids. You go have fun, or you just are you go in there and record. But and I always I keep have the kids. kids. But I always have the kids. Not from the time you know school time. You, but you don't have them. I got a whole bunch of other kids. I work at a call center. Whatever. Anyway. Got a whole bunch of kids calling and complaining. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So, anyways, um, so that's pretty much our relationship. Hasn't always been easy peasy, but we never gave up on each other. And, um, yeah, like I said, because we enjoyed a lot of time with each other. We have, like I said, we've had so much oh, fun. You know we we've done say? things. What's up? How did we get to know each other? I would say just through talking, like but conversation. How? What did we do? What was our actions when we were talking? What were we doing? Learning. Are you serious? The yeah. one thing that we absolutely love doing together. Riding around. Yes. In the car. Lord, we I don't how many back roads of North Carolina did we go and see? We rode around North Carolina and really got to know each other. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And when we started realizing this is something that we like doing. In fact, one I think one big moment in our relationship when we really got to know each other is when you threw the surprise party for your mom and we had to go get macho. And that's because that was the first time we spent you know, a nobody, long time. Nobody knows that story. But yeah. But anyway, but it was six hours in the car. We went to yeah. Atlanta and back, and that's a total of 12 hours. And so we just we talked and learned so much, played music, and I really think that was a big thing for us like I said, we really just got to know each other. And then, like you said, riding. Because that is honestly one of my favorite things to do, period. Getting in a car, finding a back road, and just driving is the most relaxing and the most freeing thing to just go down a road and see what you see. Whatever it might be, neighborhoods, random scattered houses. You might see some random shops here and there, some old barns. And I'm one of those, like, look, I may live in the suburbs, but my heart is in the country. Like, I've always felt at home in the country or on a back road. I just love it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just... You know that was that was all that was a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's how we that's how we got to know each other. Yeah, and like I said, we've had fun ever since then. Like we, I mean, people can tell you we'll go out to dinner sometimes, <laughs> and like our table will always be the table that's laughing and joking with true, each other and everything else. Like it's always our always table. Flock around us. Everybody's yeah. kids always seem to flock around us, but that's because we're just. Honestly, we're a goofy bunch. I ain't going to front. We are a goofy bunch from yeah. our kids to us. We are goofy. We like to laugh and make jokes and everything else. That's why, you know, I wanted to say, you know, that's well, that's why I said in the beginning, I don't want y'all to think that it was just all bad because if it was all bad, we probably wouldn't be together every single. But we've always had. I feel more good times and bad times. Mm -hmm. And we've laughed a lot more than we've cried and everything else. Like, that, we've always had that in our relationship. Like, even 
today, you know, it being a rough day, I was still able to put a smile on my baby's face. And that's just how we keep it moving. And we are big, Joe. We love talking about each other. Not in a mean way, but we are jokers. And, you know, that's one thing that really did attract me to you is the fact that I could joke with you and you can joke back equally as good. <laughs> you know, not all of them. But Whoa. out of all the other so women I've attacked. dated, as far attacked. as joking back and having comebacks and everything else, you know, Sierra's definitely number one. She's my competition, and our kids are getting that way now, too. So that's pretty much us in, in, in our relationship. And so let's, let's, let's slither our way um, into this. So we're going to slither in into something? Y'all know? Y'all know? Harry Potter. Really? You had to do it. Yes. What are relationship standards today? I don't know. No. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> Maybe. Relationship stand. I don't know. I don't know what the standard is. I, I think we would actually have to talk to other couples and get that. Well, I can tell you. Relationship standards today. I don't know. I have no clue. Relationship standards today is this. It drives me crazy. One. Drives me crazy. Um, I think that we live in a time where there's so much independence. Okay. Let me back up and say this. Um, there's a dirty word that floats around that women and including myself women don't like to use or hear because we feel like it's disgusting it's degrading it is it's just wrong and women shouldn't have to feel like that you know what that word is does it begin with an s yes it does submission are so, being submissive. Yes. Ooh, she used to hate that word. Oh gosh. On um, that one and obedient. And uh, I would always I, use I, that. that one is still a little touchy to me. Yeah. Obedient. And I only use it in the term of the Bible. I never be like, yo, you need to be obedient. I can be like, yo, we need to be obedient in God's word and need be obedient in our roles. And it's just like I don't know what it is about that word. I'm like it's in the Bible. I'm not in the- <laughs> Okay. I got to be obedient, too. I'm, it's not just a you thing. I need to be it, too. <laughs> I didn't grow up in a very humbling household. Sad. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't in, in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> but we did in the sense of being nice to others. And, and um, you know, in the sense of that. But let's talk about this word, submission. So... Um, hated that word because it felt like it was a dirty word that felt like you know what you know what submission is 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 uh connected to that probably women can't stand. I don't know because I it, I hear submission and I think about giving up. No, control, complete control. Somebody having complete control of you that's submission. Yeah. But what what are you directing your submission to? So, have I submitted to my husband? I would like to say yes. I'm joking. (laughs) Really? I'm joking. I'm joking. Yes and no. I still struggle (laughs) with it because I am a strong-natured person. Strong-willed. 
I'm a strong-willed person. And, and I've had to learn that strong-willed means she still wants me to be strong. She just wants to also be strong-willed. Yes. She's so, so strong-willed that even if she wants to do something, she'll argue it just so I can argue it, just so she can do it anyway, but just to let me know it wasn't easy for her, <laughs> even if she wanted to do it. Just to let me know it what, wasn't easy. What was Kanye West's um, CD called? Which man? Which uh, one? By Dark Twisted <laughs> Fantasy. Yeah, yeah I it's guess. My mind. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So, have I submitted? I say that very loosely. Yes, because I've had to learn that my husband has to lead, and but that doesn't. But he comes to me with everything. Yes, because and I've my, learned, and my and I have learned that my words carry a lot of weight to them, in a good and bad way. I explain the bad way in a minute. Yes, but um, but to that point, yes, the man is supposed to lead, but you have to understand, being a leader isn't. I say something and like I tell you to jump and you say how high. Like that's not being a leader. Being a leader is being that representation, being that example that, you know, your family needs to see. And you also have, and any good leader always still focuses on their troops at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You're still going to focus on the people who are following you as a good leader. So you need to be a leader, but don't, that doesn't mean I control everything. Do as I say, when I say do it, Mm -hmm. that's not Mm -hmm. what that means. And if you think that, then you know you just you in for a world. Yeah, you have a terrible understanding of being a leader and what that entails. So yeah, so it's learning that the submission thing is, it's it's not as a dirty word. But here's the thing: one, the key thing is, who are you giving your submission to, and are they respecting that? Do they deserve it? Do they? That's a good one. Do they deserve it? Um, I would say that laundry does deserve it he is a good leader um for our family um has he had his hiccups yes have i had my hiccups yes um but i had to learn too that um he comes to me literally with everything a lot of major decisions especially job wise and um going another path to take for our family so and it's weird because i feel like when he comes to me he like is like not the pressure of He's going to more than likely, and I say this because, and this goes into the whole submission thing, but I say that he's going to take my word into a huge account. So, like, sometimes, like, a friend of mine or ours always says, you know, he's, you know, he's going to do whatever you ask him to do in the, in the sense of the situation. So, you know, you have to really pray about it before you give your, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I've learned that when we've, when situations have arised, I have to pray about it because I know that you're going to come to me and expect me to give you an answer that's going to could be life changing. Yes, because we have to talk. Like she said, we talk about everything and we like to talk and come together as a unit. You know, I am the leader. But like I said, that's we're still a unit at the end of the day. And I need to make sure everybody is taken care of and everybody's accounted for and everybody's good, not just one particular person are from my own self-greed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, uh, so... Okay, so, and then there's the obedience thing. Obedience is something that I struggle with. 
Cause that just it, every time I hear for some reason, every time you know how like you have a you you hear a word and there's a visual that comes with yeah. it. When you hear obedience, what's your visual? When I hear the term obedient, I don't really have one. You don't I have know, a visual association. I guess the visual association. Well, it's weird because I do have the visual association, but I also have like the biblical association. So when I think when I hear the term obedience, I don't know, it just sounds like a rough word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the first thing to come to, like almost like a dog park or something, you know, you trying to train a dog or something. Oh like, my god, like younger. seriously, when I have I have the visual the visual association that word is a dog on a leash. I yeah, that's you. what I'm saying. Like yes. so cuz I guess it's being a, but like I said, once I, you know, started getting more in Christ, I'll tell Sierra, look, we have to be obedient. What? What you say to me? You know, it's like, no, we got to be to obedient. Be a, like, about to be a peace be still. Yeah. Like, yeah, like we have to be obedient to God's word. I, I mean, and there's, um, and I guess I say it just like I said, it's in the Bible, be obedient. So, yeah, know? so um, those words so, aren't really yucky. If we can... If we can be okay with socially accepting another woman being called a hoe or a man being called a player or um, socially accepting divorce, if we're, if we're okay with socially accepting things that are our no, norm now, then there shouldn't be wrong with people of Christ, with the body of Christ accepting the word submission. And obedience. And obedience. Because um, it's not what you think it is. It's not that disgusting term that you hear. It is. It means something so much more, so much more intimate. But it's also, you have to be careful who you're giving that yes. submission and that obedience to. Um, and it's not really obedience to another person, more towards Christ. It can even be an item. It can be an item, an idea, a person, or yeah. anything so, that you can submit to. A lot of people submit to their phones and are obedient to that distraction. Social media. To, yeah. So, um, I've you know, that's just, to me, I think those are two words that caught a bad rap for the wrong reasons. You mm-hmm. know? Um, okay, so today's standards in relationships. Today's standards in relationships... I'm not even going to lie. I can't even sugarcoat this. What the freak, man? (laughs) (laughs) I was worried. (laughs) Someone get the censor button. (laughs) No, like, what the heck? Like, okay. We were talking to our friends the other day when you came came to the house um, after work. And I was over there and we had a conversation about um, waiting till you are married to have sex. And he was saying how... A track star, I think it was. I can't remember her name, but a track star had basically said that she was planning on waiting till she got married. Yeah. And I'm like, kudos to that. But he was like, well, she caught a lot of slack from that because, you know, I can't remember exactly why, but she caught a lot of slack for it because she said it. Okay. Like, basically, she's abnormal because she's choosing to wait. And I, regardless of the fact, religious or not, why is it socially okay to give away your cookies, but when somebody is choosing to wait and wants to, you know, find that perfect person, that is abnormal? Because the Bible says what is 
good will become bad and what is bad will become good and that's all we see. I mean that's true. We're just and, seeing we're and, just seeing what the Bible the already thing. told us was gonna you happen. You know, before people be like, Oh, you're a hypocrite because you know you had kids before. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is, oh no, I wish I would have waited. But it shouldn't be looked at negatively. negatively. Like if Because you... somebody is choosing to want to save themselves that part. Because let me tell you something right now. You can't miss what you don't have. And I and what I mean by that is if you don't have that good loving, you can't miss it. So you're going to be willing and you know what I'm saying, easier to Funny enough when you say that sidebar, I was listening to Jep's book. No, not Jep's, Jace's. Mm-hmm. Jace's book from Duck's Dynasty. Duck's I, Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. I love their their behind the scenes story. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I said their behind the hold scenes on, story. Hold on, the show no. is cool, hold but on. I like the story. But hold on, I just want to put this out there because we have a nice little competition of who puts uh, who on stuff. I just want to say that I have always been a fan of Duck Dynasty. Not everybody may agree with the father or you know, politically agree with them, but I'm going to tell you coming from a Christian point of view, that family loves each other. Mm. They thrive on God and love, and that is so respectable just on that part. And just the work they put in. Like, I know, in fact, I was telling one of my friends, they were talking about, oh, they didn't give anyone the show, like, even the Duck Dynasty people. They had to fight for that because they they were were coming from a whole nother angle and they didn't want to do the show at first. And like be- they didn't even want to do it. They were busy doing everything with the duck calls. Like, but they were putting in work before. But I think that what show. it was, what made it difficult is because they were coming with. They had the prayers. Yeah. You know that's something that you really didn't see on TV. They kept God, you know, into into that whole thing. So I really think you know, kudos to them for sticking up for being a Christian, you know, pillar in the community. As far as examples on, you can have good, clean TV that is funny. I mean, the show was hilarious, you know. But yeah. but anyways, I just yeah, back want, to story. Back I just to wanted, story. I just wanted to be said. I was the one. That but anyway, that it was a uh, funny. That, Shout out uh, to Uncle Sai. <laughs> but it was funny because uh, going to the whole thing about you know not miss not missing what you don't have, and Jay said the one thing that switched him was a guy was like, you know how y'all can have the best ever, the best loving ever? Like, wait till you're married. You ain't got nothing to compare it to. You ain't oh, got to worry about no diseases. You ain't got to worry about none of that stuff. Wait till you marry. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, all right, fair point. <laughs> fair point. So I just thought that was uh, funny that you said that you can't miss what you don't have. But I agree with you that they shouldn't look down on her in a negative light just because of that, though. Yeah, so... so What's her name? Who is it? I can't think of... I have to ask him. I can't think of what her name was, but she's a... I think she's a track star because we were talking about stuff. So, anyways, but the point is, you know, I I have a particular friend that waited till she was married. And, you know... And then what makes so bad is, you know, they tell a story about how they went to the doctor... And the doctor or the nurse didn't believe, you know, she kept asking my friend, um, well, how many partners have you had? And she was just like one and you're sitting with them. And then the nurse kept asking. And the thing about it is like, I understand we live in a different time. I can completely accept the fact that people are more than likely not going to wait, but you have 
that's just like in the sky okay in the sky is black it's black but you have stars which means they're gonna be unique people in this world who decide <laughs> those unique people not saying that nobody's unique nobody else is unique but there's gonna be those people that choose to wait and there's nothing wrong with that coming from a parent standpoint and i don't have any daughters living daughters but i would want my daughter to wait i, w- I want my sons to wait yeah, yeah. So, but I also ex- accepted the reality that there's a chance that they may not. And we're very open with communication on that. On, um, yeah. On that. But it's just like standards today are just. They seem to be different. You know, I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak on it, on it just because I'm not out there actually dating. Thank God. But, you know, when my you know, kids come back to me or even my nephews and they tell me the whole thing, oh, this is this way and this is that way and you have to, uh, oh, DM here, DM there and then there's all this other stuff. The whole No cap is almost like I'm being for real. That's just the easiest way to explain it. Where does the cap come from? No cap. I can't remember. It's, It's actually, it stands for something, but it's like, it pretty much means like, yeah, I'm, I'm being for real. Like, I'll bust your head, no cap. But what is the no cap? Like, but what I'm saying... No, they told me what the cap part is, I have to call Adrian in here. I'm about to call Adrian. No, just look it up. No, I'm about to call him so he can explain it. (laughs) I'm about to say, because I don't know. But, yeah, I don't... Like, when we had our little slang back in the day, it was stuff like, you know, that's, you know, that's the bomb. I guess it was pretty self-explanatory. Hey, come here right fast. It was very I mean, self- Nah, but I mean, we still had our stuff like, yo, that's a bad suit. And someone yo, who doesn't know any gets Yeah, but if someone don't know, they would probably think the mess is really bad. <laughs> like, no, we're, we're how- saying we like it. Not yeah. bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. You but, know, we but, had conf- <laughs> we had our confusing stuff too. But but the thing about it is, bad can be associated with two things. Cap. I'm still trying to figure out the cap part. What does the cap mean? Look it up. You know, we got a whole phone. I told you. I told Adrian to come here. Man, show be over by then. But anyway. Okay. Let's see. But like I said, as far as as far as like this relationship now, like I said, they come to me and they tell me that it's crazy. And I know you can't believe everything on TV, but even TV be like, I just feel like the standards are a lot different, you know. But even when we grew up, I feel like standards were starting to change and be different on being faithful and everything else. It's like now having a side chick is what it's supposed to be, you know. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm not out there. So I can't necessarily say what it is or isn't. All right, your mom wants you. Hold on. So this is my oldest son. This is Adrian, and I want you to explain, get me to understand, because I still don't understand what no cap means. I want to know what, where did cap come from? She needs, she needs to know what the cap means. Like, what, what is that short for? The cap parts. Um, yeah, I, like, who came up with cap? Let's, oh, let's, let's say no cap for me. Nah, man, I'm telling the truth. Cap. Well, I mean... Personally, what it means to me, at least, is like, like I get what it means. Yeah, like well, not where does the word cap come from? I don't know. Like, I guess I could try to debunk it and, and sound deep about it, but debunk it—that's not the word that's used. No, like, look, 
let's say you had a bottle, right? And inside the bottle there was something, and you have a cap on it. If you were to take the cap off, which means you're, you know, telling like the truth, like no cap. So if, I guess if that makes sense. It's coming out. Yeah, like you're telling the truth, like no cap, like. But what if you didn't shake the bottle? What if it was soda and you didn't shake it? It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Technicalities, right? If you shook it, I guess if the situation depending on what the situation. But that's what I guess that's the best way I can describe the it. Situation, like I mean, agitation of agitating the bottle. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Like you're called, telling the truth. No, no, no. Like, okay. I guess. So apparently, cap is something that was popularized in Atlanta, and cap is meaning oh, it's wow. either lie or it's BS. So when you're saying no cap. They're just saying, you know, so kind of like it's a, true. But they just, I don't think there's an actual word for the cap. They're just like, man, you capping. And yeah, you like capping, like you're lying. So. so, and now no cap is just being real. Yeah. So, I think that's what it is. Well. In black slang, cap is to brag, exaggerate, or lie about something. And the meaning of cap dates back to the early 1900s. So, it, so, so no cap. All the time. Yes, he cap all the time. <laughs> So no cap, yeah, either no lie, no joke, being for real, I'm not bragging, and everything else. So yo, yeah. so are we at that age now where we're looking up meanings of words? Yes, because things uh are different from for you know, you know the slang is different. No one uses the bomb no more. No you one. You crazy? Uses, I still use it. Like we use it because we're Asian older. Don't, you don't say that's bomb. Oh yeah, well they say that's bomb. I they don't, don't like that. No, but no, that the new in this house. No, I'm old. The kids do say like, well, even then it's lit. What's lit? A bomb, right? (laughs) (laughs) But no, for real, I do hear kids go, "That's bomb" or something like that. Well, we've been actually using lit for a long time. Yeah, especially when it came to being drunk. Yeah, so lit was always to the terms of yeah, but you know, I don't think I think people still use turn up. I don't think anyone besides older heads use crunk. Like, I think you're over 30 if you're still used. If you still be like, yo, I'm about to get crunk, I feel like you're over 30 and really out of touch with things. I, <laughs> remember when that word got popular? It became lame fast. Crunk became lame fast. When it, when it like, popularized, like, when it was still, like, a, a underground thing, it was cool. But then, like, I, this was when the turning point was me, for no lie. I was watching MTV. It okay, was so Super knew, Sweet 16. Yes, okay. It was when the Super Sweet 16 where, you know, the 16-year-old kids have their, you know, crazy birthday parties. And I remember I was, I just saw this, like, real young, it had to be like ninth grade kid that definitely grew up in the suburbs, but just like, man, the party ain't even crunk. I was like. Yep, this word over. <laughs> it was like, oh well. I mean, that's the end of that. But yeah, it just it threw me for a loop because I didn't realize it just spread like that. Because I always thought crunk was such a southern thing, and now it's like it went not southern anymore to being a nationwide slang word that people use. Well, so we it was got like Little Wayne to thank, thank for that. I'm not Little Wayne. Uh, Little John, John, yeah, and it was just like, wow, this was. Hmm, okay. So it expanded. It's but, not you know, just southern now anymore. Now we're talking about relationship standards nowadays. I guess. Again, Adrian, we need to stay in that. Yeah. Yo, I guess Adrian would be a good conversational piece in that, or 
Yeah, you know what? What what is the relationship standard nowadays? Maybe because that is a question that your mother asked, but neither of us can really seem to answer. That I know question. what the answer is. It's just I feel like people people glorify the wrong things in a relationship. I will period. say that. Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like they glorify the wrong pieces of a relationship or things that's in a relationship, and but that's new standards. So what, like you said in the Bible, what was what was good is bad now. What what is bad is good now. Yeah, and certain things like loyalty just, you know, something. No, nah, we can't say that. Let me tell you something. Woo, you. I mean, you gotta think about it. From like it's even always when been we like were that. Younger, yeah. But it, even in the, like me and your mom have those conversations all the time from when she was growing up. You had men that had one family here and down the street had a whole other family. family. Yes. So the cheating thing, I think that is. That's a that ain't got nothing to do with general. I think that's just yeah. time. That's a test of time. You breathe, you know, where people are breathing, people are cheating. There's <laughs> Yeah, right. So yeah, go ahead. What's what's the relationships? Being that you're in a relationship now. And you and you're and you younger, came, so you kinda And you came um, out of a relationship and you went into another relationship. So what what is the relationship standards of you young people these days? Yeah, explain to us. Honestly, I don't even know because nowadays it doesn't even seem like there's like actual love involved if that makes sense it seems like people focus on the wrong things in relationships like what um you know facebook posts <laughs> yeah instagram or, posts instagram likes or worrying about what other people think about the relationship and stuff like that well i think that's something that well we mm. oh i i i get i gotta say this i honestly think that's kind of our fault too because we were Wait, the I first. Wait, I never cared. Well, you, but I'm talking about we were the first generation. I was a, of, I was, I was a, a pimperoni. Right. Like, just rude. Twice in one podcast? But we were the first generation of social media and, you know, because we had MySpace. I think the only difference on why we weren't so bad because we had to be at a computer to use it. But, you know, people had left comments and they would like other people, or not like other people, they would comment on other people's pages and be friends with other people and then have different folks in their top eight. And that honestly used to cause issue with people just because of it was still a very new thing and it was a very real thing to us. So I feel like we kind of started that and kind of made that trend. I think that started with our generation more than anything else. So, yeah, so I think that we are kind of to blame for that a little bit because we did. We were like the first and last. Like we were the uh, last generation that, you know, knew what it was to go without technology. But then we were the first generation to actually get it and, and you know, yeah, come into it with the MySpaces and the Black Planets and everything else. So it was... But, yeah, so, I mean, well, that's just the standard, but that's the standard of relationships. I don't think the standard has changed. I just think it may have gotten worse, but the pieces are still there from either cheating or not being truthful or not talking and not having communication. It's all that, all those issues are still there. I just feel like with social media, it just put on such a broad um a broad band <laughs> that's not trying to that's a internet joke it's like a that's like a oh, corny wow. internet joke that no i didn't even intended. no pun intended but it's just been put on such a broad wide board that it's just like 
everyone sees it. So now that everyone's, it's almost like a, it's almost like celebrity relationships. You know, if we see a celeb celebrity and we see them date, we can see them in a span of six years date three, four different people, and we think they're doing a lot. The average person are probably dating more than that, but because we don't see it, you know what I'm saying, we just look at it like, oh, it's worse now, or they're worse for it versus this person. I feel like our generation, like I said, was just as bad, just like the previous generation but and everything you know else, I, but we but, but, see it more on this scale, so we think... So people assume that everything is gold what you're looking at on social media, and it's not. What's glitter is not always gold. You're only seeing a, a small piece of the situation of or somebody else's situation. Um, so, um, and that's that's about the standards, right? I would feel like that's the standard. So, what's the next question? Would you marry you? Of course, I am a cool, laid back type of dude. I would not mind marrying somebody like me. Not a dude, of course, a woman. But questionable. <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear. But um but yeah, I would definitely marry me. I I wouldn't have no problem with it. Um would I marry myself? No. Then or now. I just wouldn't do it. So because I just feel like I'm a very strong personality and then you're just dealing I think too um well you can you can have your problems with two um lower temperament type of people but two higher temperamental people. Yeah. No. Ain't it ain't about that life. Yeah. So. so I wouldn't do it. Um Yeah, I just couldn't do it. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not gonna sit up here and sugarcoat it or whatever. Adrian, would you? Would you marry yourself? Um, my answer is no, because I would want a different personality around me. You know, someone that can, someone I can learn from, and kind of, you know, have a different outlook on certain situations that might happen to me. So, you know. So, with that being said, different type of advice. So what that said is, why does change need to come? Change needs to come, in my opinion, because um, if you want any any relationship, we'll just say relationships in general, and then your intimate relationships, if you want them to work, then you have to be willing to change things about you because you're expecting that other person to change um, so there's nothing wrong with um, them expecting you to change within reason and for growth. Yes, because but that's also a thing of knowing your partner, knowing what they are willing to change and not willing to change, because some people will show you exactly who they are, show you exactly what they're about, what they believe in, everything. And you'll spend your whole life trying to change them. And it'll be a fail every time, and you'll feel some type of way because you're trying to change them from who they are. But the one thing you had to realize, which is what I had to realize, even what my wife had to realize, is if you really love that person and you're really trying to help that person, you're gonna ch you're going to change. You're gonna see like, okay, 
this is, and I'm not trying to say like that as a guilt trip or anything, but it's for real. If you really want things to work with that person and you see there's certain things that that person doesn't like about you or anything else, you know, you can try to work on them and change them, you know, and after a while, it can't just be a saying it thing. There has to be action into it, and there mm-hmm. has to be something to go behind it. It can't just be, oh, I'm going to change, and then you still do the same thing. Or, I promise I'm going to do things differently, and then you do them the same way, and you wonder why that person's fed up with you. You have to be willing, like like my wife said, be willing to change and make that change, especially if it's something that needs to be changed. You know, We're not saying... You got to change every single little detail about you because if that's the case, you may not be in the right relationship with somebody if they got with you and want you to change every single little thing. But you still have to be open and honest and at least open up that communication and see the things that may be bothering that person and change based on that just to try to, you know, get things in order, I feel. Compromise? Compromise. There we go. What is that? <laughs> what is that? What, what's compromise? <laughs> Shout out to Eartha Kitt. Yo. You have to try that one again. <laughs> she was um, a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> so anyway, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up. This is a longer session. Um, as far as relationship goes, our relationships, how we feel about relationships. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, this is just a conversation that we can go on quite a bit for when it comes to this. And we'll have other uh, couples come um, on here and discuss their relationship, um, you know, in the ways that they feel comfortable. But their relationship and their relationship standards, what they feel are relationship standards nowadays. And then um, we'll probably ask, that'd be a, a common question, would you marry you? Yeah. You know, then and now, so. Well, yeah. So that is episode two. You know, like she said, it did go a little longer, but, you know, we got distracted a lot, too. <laughs> but, you know, we still we still going to do this podcast thing. We still knew we doing our thing. It don't matter. But, but yeah, so that was the episode. And my beautiful wife, you want to go ahead and close us out? Well, I am so glad that you joined us. And, um... Uh, if you're listening, thank you for listening. Continue supporting us. Um, this is a dream that I've always wanted to do. And, you know, so we can't go nowhere but from there. Amen. That's the closing line. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>